Hey everybody, we're here today with the Bull Mountain Podcast, which is brought to you by Happy Hollow Outdoors. Uh, today our special guest is Mr. Eddie Salkin. Uh, we're gonna let Eddie tell us a few stories, tell us about how he got into the business and how he, his passion grew for the sport of turkey hunting. So Eddie's good to have you. Well, man, I'm, I'm proud to be here. And uh, thank y'all for inviting me to come up here. And, yes, sir. Uh, you know, we're looking for a great day right here at Happy Holler today. Uh, we'll be yeah. there. We're going to be talking turkey, and uh, we're going to be uh, seeing all the turkey hunters come in. I had an opportunity last week to, to be up around Corinth, Mississippi, and I talked to a lot of people, and they'd already, y'all been advertising it, so I'm glad that, you know, know that we're going to have, uh, hopefully we'll have a few folks there today. I hope so. I hope a bunch come out. There's going to be several come out, some some local Local legends, I guess, in our eyes, are going to be there. Want to talk to you? Well, you that'd know, be so. that'd be. That's what it's all about. Oh yeah. Oh, Eddie, tell us a little bit about what got you interested in turkey well, hunting. Age and stuff. Actually, you know, of course, I'm an old man. I I, I actually just turned seventy this year, and uh, so and I'm lucky. You know, we talk keep talking about you know not being able to do things, but it's because of birthdays. You know, when you have him <laughs> birthdays right there, but. You know, you're glad you're having them. So, but no, it started for me at actually turkeys. I mean, getting out, you know, I grew up in the lower part of Alabama. I tell everybody LA and that's lower Alabama, but uh, I grew up in an area out in the country. We, 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 I really lived about six miles from a little town of Evergreen and, uh, but uh, had a little small farm, about a hundred acre farm. And, uh, you know, of course we, we had a lot of farm animals like everybody else back then days, but we actually had wild turkeys where I don't think really in this particular area right here, mostly, you know, if you look at Alabama, of course, y'all right there on Mississippi line, but look at Alabama from Montgomery on up, you know, 30 years ago, what many turkeys. Right. They were very few turkeys, but, you know, the game and fish departments and the NWTF and a lot of really a lot of work. Got, had went into it. They've actually, you know, uh, you know, captured turkeys and released them in a lot of areas. And the turkey population has really grown. And actually, right now, what I was going to say then, anything from Montgomery South, you wanted to turkey hunt. But north of that, you didn't want to fool with. But now, I believe it's more turkeys up here talking to people. And being able, I got a good friend, Mark Brenner, which uh, Brenner would be at the store today that, Kind of about like my son, and he lives up there, you know, right around Pale City, right from uh, 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 Birmingham, right there. Right, well, he don't live quite in Pale City, but but anyhow, they got piles of turkeys up in that area. But but anyhow, I could walk out early in the morning. I remember a lot of times just walking. I had to walk about two hundred yards to catch a school bus in the morning time. You know, it was yeah. they wouldn't come down in our little driveway and wasn't enough room for him to turn around so i had to walk out to the highway but right across the highway we had a it was we didn't have but my neighbors had a big cow pasture out there and you know anytime you got a lot of cows and different things turkeys like to come in there and pick up behind them but but i could sit out there in the morning and you hear an old barred owl off in the distance you could hear the old turkey answer that owl out there and that was, to me, to hear that old turkey gobble, 
it was it just I couldn't handle it. You know, it was just so <laughs> exciting to hear him hear him gobble. And so really that's how I got started. Then Saturday mornings, you know, when I didn't have to catch a school bus, I could walk down in our pasture down there and uh, uh them them turkeys would actually they would fly down a lot of times in that pasture and then you get there and I'd be looking through the corn crib because if I got out there too too much they would see me and then I'd scare them off and I'd look through them little cracks in the corn crib and you'd hear them old mama hens and there'd be one and they'd start flying down and then that old gobbler would be right in the middle of them especially this time of the year they don't gobble year round they just gobble you know in the spring of the year and the reason he gobbles is to attract his hens hey here I am right here I want all y'all to come see me and uh, so that was that was going on as a young boy, and I was trying to figure it out, you know, because these old hens would fly down, and that old gobbler seemed like would be the last one, you know, to hit down in the field. And as soon as he hit down, he'd drop his wings out, and he would start spinning around. His old tail fin would, you know, later on I got close enough I could hear him, but his old tail fin would fluff out, and you'd hear him. And that's a ritual, you know, I don't know if he's, Trying to tell them hands, well, y'all come over here and I'll kiss you in the ear or what? You know, I didn't, I, I, didn't, I couldn't figure that out back then. And of course, I, I know a little bit more now about it than I did back then because I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express here, doesn't I? Yeah, did. That's right. And uh, but anyhow, to me, it reminded me back then of you know, because uh, this was in the '60s, but back then the old old Volkswagen Beetle, that you know, that black. Beetle Volkswagen bug yeah. that we call. That's what he looked like with both doors open up down in there. <laughs> so that's what got me started in the turkey hunting is being able to grow up right in the middle of it. Yeah. What about what caused you to want to start making your own calls? Well, you know, I it got interested. You know, uh, so so interested. You know, we started off with old box call. I remember my dad and the first turkey I shot. Uh, I bushwhacked. I, we didn't call him up, you know. Yeah. But we, you know, like I tell everybody nowadays, if you let him ride in your truck, man, you can you can come up with all kind of stories as long as you can get him in the back of the truck. Yeah, you can tell it. You can tell everybody. You, you want to tell it. That's right. You can tell him you made him fly across the creek and he jumped up on a log and you shot him off that log and all that stuff. But anyhow, we bush off. I mean, uh, uh, bushwhacked that turkey there. The first one I ever killed, and uh, and then I got into it from there. And uh, I had a, I actually I had an old dentist down there, and you know back then, you know, and, and it still happens today. If a guy shoots a turkey, he's got a ten eleven inch beard, or in his in his feet, he's got good spurs. He'll tote them around a month with him, showing all his buddies and stuff. So I went to the dentist down there, and I knew he was a big turkey hunter. So I took my beard and feet down there and showed to my dentist uh, to get a little teeth work done. And uh, he said, well, tell me how you killed him. And I said, oh, we bushwhacked that one. And he said, oh, that ain't no way to turkey hunting. He said, i tell you what. He said, I'm off on Thursday. If your mama lets you uh, stay out of school next Thursday, I'll take you turkey hunting. And I'll show you how to call up one. I said, well, you can count on that because I'll, I'll, I'll talk her in and let me stay out of school. <laughs> So anyhow, he did, and we called a turkey up, and I, I shot it. And uh, ever since then, I've been, you know, been able to, when you get an old turkey out there, especially when and you can't hardly see him, he's behind them bushes, and you hear him. 
off, and he's gobbling and strutting, and man, it'd make your uh, buttons about to pop off your shirt. And uh, then he steps out, and you you know you're lucky enough to shoot him. And uh, I tell you, there's no better feeling in the world, and that that just that gets you fired. I'm fired up right now about it. And uh, so that all happened to me as a young boy. But my grand my grandfather was a real big turkey hunter, and but back then. Uh, we, like I said, we were just old poor country boys. I didn't even have an inside bathroom till I was about seven, eight years old. I used to have to, at night, I had to take a bath in a foot tub out there on the back porch and, yeah. and go out to the old outhouse to use the bathroom. It wasn't, it wasn't no, you know, we didn't have one. So anyhow, I kind of grew up, but, you know, in, in good days, really, you go back and look at it, but, uh, but my reason I'm saying that my grandfather lived about a hundred miles away, and and back then people just didn't run up and down the road. You know, now a hundred miles ain't nothing. You know, we we can do it in a blink of the eye. And uh, but I would see him, and it wasn't turkey season, but I'd see him during Christmas time. It's about the only time I'd see him, and he would talk turkey every time I was down there. So cheers, roaring back here, but he would talk turkey and. He actually showed me how to build my own mouth calls when I was 10 years old. And I started building mouth calls when I was 10 years old. 10 years old. Yep. And then I actually got to selling them. You know, I was a barber. And I got to tell that story. And, and I, I end up talking so much, guys. Y'all need to shut me up every yeah, now and then. You just go ahead. Keep and, and, uh, but the good Lord, you know, he gives you a lot of things in life. And, uh, and sometimes we, we drag around and don't take advantage of them. But he let me become a barber. And I think he was kind of looking out for my future and said, well, if he gets to become a barber, you know, he, he may get to do a, a dream of his is that's turkey hunting. And I, and, and, and it is a dream. I had to, I had to pinch myself every day. I get up just about, <laughs> am I going to work today or I'm going turkey hunting? You know, I mean, that's, that's work for me. And yeah. so, man, that's, it's exciting to, Know that I've been in part of this since 1985, far as in turkey call business. But, but he let me be a barber to start with, and and I was rocking along and saying, you know, hey, I got a great opportunity right now. You know, I know I'm cutting these farmers' hair and I'm cutting these big landowners' hair. So why don't I take advantage of this? And what I mean about that is when they come in and I set them down in that barber chair. You know, I asked them how they want a haircut, and I'd start cutting their hair. And then I'd, uh, about halfway through that haircut, I'd ask them, hey, you been seeing any turkeys out on your place this year? And if he said, yeah, I've been seeing some turkeys out there, I'd probably smile from ear to ear if he told me he'd been seeing some turkeys. And I'd say, yeah, I got me one now, boys. I'm talking to myself. And then I'd finish cutting hair. And back then, uh, you know, we would we would actually – take a straight razor and we'd shave that little bitty fine hair around your ears and neck. But we would take a, we had a little machine a little bigger than this mic that you could pour soapy water into and it would heat that water. I mean, it make it, it actually make like a, a foam, a hot foam. We called it hot leather. Yeah. And we'd put it around the ears and, and we'd get him all soaked up. And then what I would do is I'd reach over and grab that straight razor and I had a, a leather strap on my barber chair, and I'd make sure he seen me hitting that thing a little bit, making sure it was good and sharp. And I'd start shaving that hair around that ear, and I'd, I'd get around the ear and get around the neck, and I'd grab that left ear, and I'd put that razor right on the very top of it. And I said, you know, a while ago we were talking about turkeys, and you you telling me you were seeing a bunch of them. 
do you think is any way possible I can come out there and go turkey hunting? You know, this spring, you know, I never did get turned down. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to be talking a few talk uh, turkey calls a day, but uh, you can have, like an old boy said, you can have a wheelbar full of turkey calls, but if you don't have turkeys, they ain't going to do you no good. That's right. So I had the number one ingredients right there. Yeah. I couldn't go wrong. I had a lot of places to go hunting, and I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't had a lot of places because I made a lot of mistakes. Because it was a learning process for me. You know, today, nowadays, kids can get, you know, want to get started or older guys or a lot of women getting into it nowadays. They can go, you know, they can go to YouTube and go to the phone and, and learn how to turkey hunt overnight. I mean, just, you know, and it's, uh, you got videos and it wasn't none of them back when I grew up. It was, uh, you know, it was a hard knocks. And, but you know, my, bless my, my mama's heart. She had the forethought with, you know, she, now, like I was telling you, my grandfather was a good turkey hunter and she had heard him talking about the thing that helped him the most. He had turkeys running around the yard out there and he got out and he studied them turkeys. And she, she said, I'm going to buy you some turkeys and you, you do the same thing. You go out there and you follow them around and you listen to them call and, and you start mimicking whatever they doing when you get ready to go to Turkey Woods. Whatever they do, you do it. And sure enough, I started killing turkeys. And I'm gonna shut up and let you ask another little question or something. We gotta take a break right now. All right. all right, that'd be great. We'll be back just shortly. Hey, everybody, we're back after that short commercial break with the man, Eddie Salter. And I forgot to introduce Joey Wayne Allen here a minute ago. <laughs> but anyway, Joey's sitting in here. So, so Eddie, what about uh, what's the biggest advancement that you've seen in the last 35-plus years, whatever, in turkey hunting? Well, I think, you know, one thing is, is uh, you know, technology has just take it to a different level and uh, – you know, the building of a lot of these mouth calls and stuff. And, you know, we, we hand build every one that we make, but we actually, you know, back when I first started, we would, you know, in, in the turkey call business, we would hand stretch them. And, you know, you may get 10 mouth calls, but maybe three of them would work real good. Right. And now we mic everything. And uh, so, you know, you're going to get 10 out of 10. It's going to be pretty good right there. You're yeah. not going to have to go through and throw some of them away. And, uh, you know, same thing with a lot of the technology behind the woodworking and different things. So it's all, it's all have, it's just revolved and it's just gotten got to a different level. And, you know, in the competition nowadays, as far as, you know, you know, I was lucky enough to win the world in 85 and in 89, but, uh, you know, thankfully I won it back then because I wouldn't want nothing to do with it. Uh, you know, uh, right now I was talking to, uh, a boy the other night and about, uh, you know, I, we, we, you know, we used to call and, and, and be in competition together. And, uh, and he made a statement every day of his life when he got into it, he would practice five or six hours a day. Mm. And I said, Lord knows it. Ain't no way I would have done that. And, you know, I didn't get into, I didn't get into competition calling to say that I won a trophy or if I was better than somebody else, I got in it because I wanted to kill turkeys. Yeah. I, you know, I felt like 
you know, the better I could call, the more success I'd have in the woods. And, and Joy, you know, to be honest with you, I think that really right now, I think really the better you call and and knowing when to shut up, but, you know, the better you sound, absolutely you'll be more successful. Well, the question I got for you is you, you've managed to hunt all over the country with different celebrities, different people, a lot of filming. What is your favorite hunt? When you think about killing a turkey, what is the your favorite well, hunt that you've had? Well, you know, uh, to me, and I and I probably get choked up on it every time I uh, tell this story right here. You know, life is all about family anyhow. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I didn't have but one little girl. And uh, to start with, I tried to, you know, force her into turkey hunting, and and I realized that that wasn't going to be what I needed to do. And really, if you got a kid, take them into the woods and let them enjoy it, but don't force them to do it. But anyhow, she come to me. I quit. I re- I just quit taking her, and she come to me when she was about thirteen years old, and says, "Daddy." Says I want to go turkey hunting this year. I said, "All right." Well, I went to smiling in, and uh, so that particular morning I took her hunting, and uh, we were hunting in Alabama, in the South Alabama, and you know, we got a lot of they've cut timber. We got a lot of pine trees that they've cut, and they put them in rows and stuff. Well, we were sitting, we were sitting up watching right down this road right here. It was real good and clean. Done. They'd actually burned it off, and it was pretty and clean, and I could just, we were running a video, Kim, and I could just see the turkey coming up at right there, and that was going to be of some beautiful footage. And sure enough, the turkey, he didn't come up through there. He come up on the next row right here, and we couldn't, we couldn't get, couldn't get the gun on him and whatever, but he stepped up there on that row, and he looked about 25 steps, and he looked right over at us, and, and I was telling him, kill him, kill him. And I must have told her, you know, five or six times, and the turkey, and he turned and he started walking off. When they give you that, uh, and they'll start walking like Michael Jackson doing that moonwalk backwards, you know. You know the hunt's over with then. And I looked at it and I said, well, why didn't you shoot the turkey? Well, first of all, you were saying, shoot, shoot. You had me so messed up. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I said, I couldn't do it. I said, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Well, we took off going back to the truck, and we got about halfway up the hill. And she said, Daddy. I said, what? She says, oh, I got to come clean with you. I said, what are you talking about? She said, when that turkey stepped up there, boy, he said, he was a big old turkey, too. said, I couldn't find the safety on that gun. said, I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> said, it wasn't you, it was me. <laughs> So anyhow, and I said, well, we just got to go. We got to get us some breakfast. And I went by and got us a biscuit, you know. And uh, and I said, well, I got a I got a favorite place that I've always been successful in. And uh, it was about 10 miles from my house. And I, just a place I love to hunt. And uh, we, we, were, we, we took off out there. And it was a little pond dam we had to walk across to go up a little bridge there. And it was a cow pasture at one time, but it grew up. And, uh, I, I got permission on that. I was, uh, and, and I used to be bad about poor mouthing, but it was this black man that we were at, we, we were at a, a store and I got me a, a carton of chocolate milk and I was sitting there drinking it and maybe eating a honey bun. That was one of my favorite things to eat way back then and drink. 
And he said, what are y'all boys doing in that camouflage? I thought deer season's over with. I said, well, well we, we turkey hunt. We not deer hunt. Oh, okay. Well, y'all finding any turkeys? And I, we hadn't killed one that morning, but I, I'm always poor mouthing. If somebody tells me, you know, ask me something, I'm telling them, man, we ain't, we ain't seen a turkey in a month. You know, good Lord's going to get me for that one day. But, you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be all truthful with them because, I'm hoping they feel sorry for me. And so, look, I got a turkey. But sure enough, that old man said, look, boy, I said, hey, y'all can't find no turkey. He said, I go out every morning and feed my cows. And I go, woo, cow. He said, want to go, he'll gobble, or two or three of them will gobble right back there where my cows are at every morning. I said, come on now. He said, yes, sir. I said, you wouldn't happen to let a guy go hunting down there, would you? He said, yeah, y'all come out there and go hunting. So, Next morning, guess where Eddie Salter was at? <laughs> and I was out there in the woods. Of course, I owl hooted. Oh, and went right on in there and killed a turkey. And uh, I took it and had that old turkey clean. And boy, he was slick as this table here. And I took it and gave it to that old man. I said, here, for letting me go hunting right there. But we we must have killed a truckload off over the years. there. But anyhow, long story, getting back to my door. That just popped in my head. And I'm bad about jumping around and doing telling stories off of, off of one story. But anyhow, uh, I, you know, I had owled in here a turkey, and I took that mouth call. Let me see if I can hit right here. I cut on it. And I heard a turkey. I just could hear him, and I looked at my daughter, and I said, look, you hear that turkey? She says, no, I didn't hear him. I said, well, listen real good this time. And I'd done the same thing. And he gobbled. I said, there he is. So we took off and went up the road there. And, and I didn't, I said, you know, we might better check that turkey and see where he's at. Cause a lot of times, if you make one, that's a bad thing. If you make one gobble with using the turkey call, they liable to come in and you not be set up for them. So anyhow, I went to calling and the turkey gobbled. I mean, just right there. We didn't have head nets or gloves. So we just sat down and, I got her a head net on. I don't think I kind of hid behind her head right there. And I told her, I said, you see that dogwood tree up yonder about 30 steps? It was beautiful blooming out and the dogwoods were blooming out. So when he gets under that dogwood limb right there, he'll be close enough for you to shoot. And I'm not going to tell you when to shoot this time. You know, I'm going to shut up. So anyhow, old turkey strutted and he gobbled. He come right there where I said, I mean, just like I drew him on, a, had him on a string. And she shot. And then all at once, it popped in my head, not 50 yards from right there. My daddy had shot his last turkey there. Mm. And so that's why I get choked up on that story. It was, it was because, you know, hunting with my dad. And she killed her first turkey, and he killed his last turkey right there on the same spot. So, you know, what a hunt that, that anybody ever asked me, a hunt that, that I remember you know, that, that's one of them right there. So, you know, uh, and actually uh, another hunt that, that, that me and a buddy of mine, uh, we had went and I'd already called him a turkey and he shot and I went and grabbed up one and old turkey flopped a little bit and I throwed him on my shoulder and we was, we walked 150 yards with a turkey on my shoulder. He ain't moved an ounce and I set him down on the fence. And that rascal jumped up and went to running. <laughs> and my, my buddy caught him and about pulled half his feathers off. And 
he was, I thought he had wrung his neck and uh, put him in the back of the truck. And we were going down the road there and we must have been 20 miles down the road. And I happened to look in the mirror and asked dude, that old turkey, he was up looking around right there in the back of my truck. <laughs> we had to hit him in the head with a tire too. <laughs> so I remember that one too. That was a pretty good one there. So that turkey oh, had nine lives. Yeah. So anyhow, I got, you know, I can sit here and, uh, Boy, that, that was one good thing about having a barbershop. Boy, you 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 got a lot of turkey stories told to you, and and you ended up telling a lot of stories. And uh, you know, I was cutting hair one Saturday morning there, and uh, during the week I worked on appointments, and I wouldn't have any appointments till about eleven o'clock. I'd go on turkey hunting every day, but now on Saturdays, Saturdays I let you know just you'd come in and get a haircut, and I'd get down there. Saturday mornings, most of the time I wouldn't hunt. I'd go on and be there about, you know, about six o'clock on Saturday mornings and it would be five or six people waiting to get a haircut. It was a pile of people there. But anyhow, that was opening day of turkey season and we were in there and everybody wanted to come in and tell us stories, you know. And it just so happens I was cutting a, a beautiful woman's hair. I used to cut a lot of women's hair too. And, uh, and everybody was telling her stories right there. And I remember she had some of the prettiest eyes you ever looked at. And I was trimming around the bangs, making sure I had them feathered real good for her. And she looked up and she said, is my hair going to look like a blankety blank turkey this morning when we get through? <laughs> I said, I sure hope not. But she was saying she'd already heard all the turkey stories she wanted to hear. And then it's the, the guys scattered out like a cubby of quail. <laughs> All right, we got to take another short break here. We'll be back just shortly. Hey, everybody, we're back here on the Boy Mountain Podcast, brought to you by Happy Hollow Outdoors. Still sitting here with Eddie Salter and Joey Allen. So, oh. Dale, how has trapping helped you in turkey hunting? Uh, it's helped bring the numbers back, you know, as far as having turkeys. Oh. Any place that any of us have trapped on and you know, somebody asked me, said, you think a coyote would catch a turkey? I said, well, yeah, I think it would catch a turkey. And he said, why do you think that? And I said, well, I found, found where they've relieved themselves. And it's had veins, you know, feather veins yeah. in the in the mess, you know, in the scat. And then about two weeks after one fella asked me that, he said, I believe you're wrong on that. He sent me a picture off a game camera, a coyote with a full-grown goblin in his mouth. No kidding. Mm. You know, and this was in November. I don't think nobody shot that, and you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I believe I believe coyote caught it. And then he said uh, he was saying probably a poacher had shot it, you know, and just left it laying. Coyote come along, picked it up, and then the next day he found all kind of feathers all scattered all over the place and everything else in a cutover, you know, where it was real thick. So I'm sure that turkey was easing through there, and the coyote ambushed it, you know. Kind of same way with ambush one if we couldn't get it come into a call. You know? Oh, no no doubt about it. I tell you, uh, a bobcats now is the worst thing in the world for strutting turkeys. The old gobbler. Oh, yeah. Because right they up. got them feathers all bowled up, and that bobcat's going to figure that out. You yeah. know, and he'll flat show catch your gobbler. So, 
Yeah, if you uh, you know, if you want to help your turkey population, you start getting into that uh, and it you know trapping it. It's no reason. It's so simple nowadays, and they got these dog proof traps. You use them some, some, and to, you know you can get around the uh, you can get around some houses pretty close right yeah. there, and you ain't got to worry about catching somebody's dog right there. Yeah. You know, coon. If a, if a coon got to weigh in sixty pounds, I don't know if we got anything that could hold them. You know oh, I know it. And yeah. that coon, that coon's bad about. He, I think he's a nest raider, and oh, and, yeah. and he and possums, and uh, you know they'll actually not only raid nests, but they'll they'll kill that hen if they get a chance yeah. at night. I seen some pictures a guy I had the other day from last season. He found a turkey nest. He put a camera away from it up in the little tree there. Yeah. And the first thing that come in there was crows. Crows. And oh, they, yeah. they busted every egg in that nest, you know. Yeah, well, they got a, so, you know, they got a, you know, they got a bird's eye view up there. Oh, yeah. We say. They like the old drone, you know. Yeah. People talking about the drone. Them crows can see that stuff down there. Yeah. So a person needs to, to manage everything. It ain't just about, you know, making sure they got some kind of, Groceries good to eat. So you saying we need home. to go like TK and Mike? We need to shoot some more crows, huh? Yeah, bust some heads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoy the trapping side of things. I probably enjoy that more than I do hunting anymore. Yes, yeah. sir. Well, that's that's yeah. well, I, I I give you a, a hand on that right there. But and the yet, other thing about that is, if I'm going out there catching all them coyotes, catching the bobcats, catching whatever. So that's making these numbers come up. Them numbers have got to be managed one way or another. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You're right. Uh, You're right. I mean, numbers will explode. You know, we've seen that in a few places, you know, with the deer population. Well, well you so, know, I was telling you about that I raised turkeys and uh, uh, and understood turkeys all my life. And, uh, you know, we had as much problem, seriously, because I lived in old, you know, country place right there. Out of chicken snakes, as we did anything else, we, really? we yeah, what we were bad about doing, we figured out uh, we would let our turkeys uh, go on and nest out there. They would nest in fence rows and round yeah. and about because they, if you build them a place, they didn't like it. But you could, you know, and it seemed like they'd done so much better. We would turn them out of the pen and just let them do their own thing. Right. But we would follow them and find out where they lay in, and we would start gathering the eggs from them. And we would put them under a chicken hen, yeah. and we'd hatch them off. And but I don't know how many times I had my poor old mama. She'd be I hear her shoot, and she'd go down there, big she'd be going kill a big old chicken snake out there, you know, up under there. You know, them right. chickens go to raising cane, and they'd be eating the eggs, and, and they'd wait just about two or three days before they hatched off and eat every one of them. Seems like, yeah, and. Uh, so, you know, you know everything, the reason I've said that, everything's after a turkey. Everything. Yeah. So they're going to get managed, you know, if we, uh, if we manage, the, you know, the, the bobcats and the, and the coons and, the, and, and everything like that, something's still going to be after. Oh, yeah. You know, something else that I've always thought about. So when you're trying to call that gobbler up, that's working backwards, is it not? To the it, it is. Nature it is. He gobbles. He gobbles. To tell his hands, hey, I'm right over here. Y'all come see me. Come to me. And, and every one of them, most of the time, you know, they go through a little ritual there. They'll go through several days of, of actually, a lot of folks don't realize, but it's, it's, it's courtship. That old yeah. God will be strutting along there and uh, 
And, you know, he's trying to convince that hen that he looks good and he's good enough to, to breed with her. Right. And you know, and then you trying to call him to you. That's you right. Know, so you, it's all working against you. Right it, out of it, the gate anyway. it is. And, you know, old Ben Lee, it was a guy asked him one time, said, Ben, I got a gobbler that got 11 hens. Uh, man, I can't do nothing with him. He flies down with them hens and they just go off on their way and, I was at a seminar. Ben Lee's an old timey turkey hunter right. from around Coffeyville, Alabama. He he got killed in a car wreck. But old Ben says, "Look, says you start shooting them hens one by one. Says one morning he ain't gonna have no hens, and you can kill it." And I'm just joking now. <laughs> no, them hens, them hens are gonna win the battle. I guarantee you, yeah. they're gonna win the battle. And uh, but that's, I think that's what you know what makes turkey hunting so exciting is is it is a challenge. Right. Oh, so to date, do you have a number on turkeys you kill? I do not. I do not. I've you know I've been lucky enough. Oh, I've I've, I've done okay over the years, but uh, you know I'm gonna say honestly, the last twenty years, I know for a fact I watch more die than I've actually killed myself. You know, yeah. calling up for other right. people and. You know, I get to thinking about that, and it, it always pops in my head. I took a guy, we were talking about that uh, Great American Show a while ago. It's a big hunting show, NRA sponsors in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. But I met a guy up there, and this was, shoot, this was 15 years ago, that wanted me to take his daddy turkey hunting, and uh, and and he said he'd never had killed a turkey. And, and I said, well... All right, well, you know, y'all load up and come on to Alabama. And uh, and I told him some dates, and, and he said, okay, I can come them dates. So, anyhow, this 82-year-old man, he come down there, never killed a turkey, and we rode around that first afternoon, and I happened to see a turkey strutting out one of them fields about 200 yards. It was on my place, and I, I said, well, I know how to go. We'll get, we'll get it right there. We'll get pretty close to him, and he won't know we in the world. So, we went around and eased up there, and, I got him and got him crawled up against the old big pine tree, and I sat right side of him. And Turkey was out there about 150 yards, and I called to him. <laughs> he gobbled right off the bat, and he turned, and he acted like I had him on a string. He got out there about 100 yards. <laughs> he gobbled, and he had a jake with him, but he didn't have no hands, but he had a jake with him. And here he kept coming in, he kept coming in. And I got looking at that old man's gun, and it looked like it was figure eights. It was just doing all kind of <laughs> I said, Ho, oh, oh, ho, you gotta be still now. You gotta I said, it ain't nothing but a turkey. I said, relax and breathe every now and then. Now don't quit breathing on me. And sure enough, he got settled in on him. Old turkey he got in there about thirty steps. And I said, Wait just a minute. And I said, You can kill him at any time, but I'm gonna call to him. And I called and the turkey gobbled in his face, just <laughs> And boy, it's exciting when one sat close to you gobbles. And I said, well, go on and kill him now. And he killed him. Bow! And I went out there and I picked the turkey. I said, just sit here. And I brought him back and I spread it, his tail fan out. And I said, no, this is a beautiful sight. Look at all the different colors in this turkey here. And I looked up and the old man said, yeah, buddy, he's beautiful. And I looked up and he was crying. I said, why in the world are you crying for? I said, you ought to be happy shooting. He said, son, I am happy. And I said, well, why are you crying? He said, well, I'm just sitting here. And he said, I enjoyed this. This is, you know, it's something that I've seen on TV. And, you know, I've dreamed about doing. And, and 
and I finally got the you know opportunity to do it. But he said, you know, I'm 82 years old. I said, yes, sir. And he said, why didn't I start turkey hunting 40 years ago? <laughs> he said, my life is gone right now, son. And he said, boy, I would have had a good time over the last 40 years if I'd have got into it. And I got to thinking about it. It's, hey, and if you're hearing me, that goes. It still goes. If you got somebody old, hear them out there. You got a woman that wants to hunt, carry them hunting. You got a daughter that wants to hunt, carry them hunting. You got a son. Hey, season's coming in next weekend in Mississippi. Now, if you're hearing this, you can go next weekend. And if you don't have a kid or a youngster to go, go borrow one and take them in the woods and let them enjoy it. But look, put them in a blind, take them something to eat, take them something to drink, and let them enjoy it. And uh, by the way, I'm going to be hunting next weekend. I'm going to take my grandson. I got a five-year-old grandson. But we're going to go to Florida. We, we're going to go down to the edge of Florida. It comes in down there, too. And, uh, you know, uh, in Mississippi, it's, it, it's in. It don't come in in Alabama to March the 22nd. I think it's when it comes right. in. So if you don't have a kid, go get them in the woods and introduce them into a sport and make them enjoy it. You know, talking about taking them kids, my oldest daughter, I'd take, I'd make her go. Oh, yeah. You know, and – Boy, I'd be rough. Oh, oh yeah. You knocked the taste out of her mouth as she moved. Boy, I mean, <laughs> I, and that ain't I, no fun. You know, I wanted her catching fish. I wanted her killing turkeys. I wanted her killing squirrels. I didn't want her just going. That's right. You know? That's it. That's and, it. Uh, I was too hard on her. That's right. And my daddy was hard on me, when too. When I finally realized that and just backed up, you know. She, she got to enjoy it more. Well, no, it? she didn't go for a few years. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, and then... She'll go every now and then when she wants to go. You yeah. know, I shouldn't have pushed her as hard as what I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd see a deer out there, you know, boy, I'd want her to bust that. She'd say, Daddy, I can't see it. Boy, I'd just get all over it. Yeah. You know? Why can't you see it? Yeah. So, if you're hearing me, be patient. It's and that's why I said, kids, a, that's why I, about us. That's why I say a blind, not cutting y'all short, but that gives them a chance to move a little bit. Right. And they can eat a candy bar or something. They can, you know, and actually my grandson, he he ended up killing two last year at four years old. We put it up on a cogwheel. It's kind of like a tripod. Right. And we actually tied the phone into, he had a scope on his gun. We tied it in and my son-in-law sat there and he could see the crosshairs through his scope on his phone. Yeah. And he got everything lined up. And you can go online and buy that deal. It ain't, it ain't that expensive that ties them together. And when he gets that old turkey in there and he's looked at them crosshairs, he said, can you see the turkey? And the, the little boy did look through the scope. He said, yeah, right. I see him. He said, well, pull the trigger. Bow. He shot twice, killed two turkeys last year. <laughs> so there's a way to get these youngsters out there. Right. Yeah. James Carpenter, we call him Rail Man. Everybody oh, yeah. knows him. He's been turkey hunting for all his life, and and I, I admire him now. He gets more excitement out of taking somebody and calling the turkey up and yeah. letting them have it, have a shot on it. And he takes a lot of young kids, and he don't have any kids of his own, but he he's good about taking other people's children. Oh yeah, I see. So I, I I I admire Rail oh, yeah. Man for oh, that. Yes, sir. He, he loves telling those stories just like he done it. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he gets just oh, well, as much excitement yes, sir. out of it. Yes, sir. You're right. You know, it's kind of like you'll hear guides tell you, any kind of hunting guide, you know, they'll tell you they get just as much I, enjoyment I, as, as the actual hunter. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But, uh, 
What about TSS? Okay, well, I, you know, I really am a fan of TSS, but yeah. I, I believe that we've, we've actually, uh, we've, we're telling everybody that they'll kill a turkey at 80 yards, and, and in, in some cases they will. And, but, I, you know, I sell turkey calls, and I, and I feel like that a turkey deserves to be called up and looked at about 40 yards and, and learn, watch his actions, and you'll learn more from him and you have more enjoyment than shooting him out there at 80 yards. Yes, I've had a – you know, if I'd had a rifle, sometimes I believe I'd have shot one at 250 <laughs> yards. And But the beauty part is calling them in there. But that TSS, without a doubt, uh, is, you know, the finest load that you can use for the turkey right now. I mean, and, and the thing is, is what, what makes it so good is like number nines, and they got nines and tens, and uh, – so you look at a you look at a number five, for instance, and then you look at a number ten. Well, you got double pellets. You got you got twice as many pellets in there, and one pellet out of that ten right now in that TSS has got as much knockdown as that old number five had. Yeah. And so, why not carry a swarm of bees out there with you? I mean, yeah. you know, uh, it, but now it costs more. But everything else costs too, and. Uh, so you really want to be able to kill him, but without a doubt, it's going to improve your way your gun shoots, and you're going to take more turkeys home with you. But don't shoot them at 80 yards. You know, I, I think the problem is that is guys, you know, they a lot of them don't take range finders out there, right? And they don't know the dif- difference between 80 yards and 100 yards, right? Sometimes or or 60 yards and 100 yards, they don't know That's the difference. Right. So what I do is I look at a pine tree or a bush and say. That's 10 yards, that's 20 yards, that's 30, that's 40. When that turkey gets right there, I'm going to be able to kill him. That's what I look at. You know, right. I use the old natural range finder. That's it. But uh, and uh, but TSS, you know, is a great shell. Actually, Winchester Longbeard, is, it's, been, it's a good shell, too. I've right. used several good shells around and about. And, you know, we used to you watch videos and TV shows, these old boys, would shoot a turkey and you see them get up and running like they was running a hundred yards dash. They'd be running that turkey. <laughs> well, what they were doing is running out there to get their foot on the head because we were knocking more turkeys out. We wasn't killing them. That number sixes was knocking them out. And, it, you know, if you didn't watch it, they'd get their senses up and get going on it. Yeah. Or they'd ride in the back of the truck and look around. That's right. Yeah. You're right. That's it. Absolutely. All right. We've got to take another short break. We'll be back just in a minute. All right, folks, we back. Uh, we're gonna have to get this thing wrapped up. We got to get to work. But, uh, Eddie, I guess my next question and my last question would be: If you had to pick one call, what would that be? Well, okay. Well, that's and that's a good one. I appreciate you asking that question right there. Uh, first of all, is you know if I if I had to do one call, uh, I'd say I don't like to do one call. What I like to do is, is run multiple calls. I like to have a, a box call or a slate call or a pot call and a mouth call running at the same time to make that old gobbler think he's got two girlfriends over there instead of one. And the reason, and I, and, and the one thing that you can take away from me talking turkey today is get you several calls and learn to practice on different ones 
It's kind of like going bass fishing. Don't go out there with one lure. Take your whole tackle box oh, like yeah. you normally do. And that's the same way with turkey call. But anyhow, I'm going to run this turkey call here and, and this, this box call. Matter of fact, this is a new box call that right here, I got aluminum. If you'll look at it, it's got yeah. aluminum lid on it. It's got a little high tinted sound to it. Right. But that turkey, he loved it. So I like to take it. And I like to, you know, in my mind, I like to try to picture that it's two hens fussing together, and they almost getting ready to fight right there. And uh, make it old guy think, well, hey, them, them girls is fighting over me. I better get up there and <laughs> tell them I, it's it's plenty of me. Just wait plenty, a little bit. Yeah, just hold and, up. Well, anyhow, I want to thank you and Joy for letting me ha- be here in the Tiffins and the Happy Holler for letting me come up here and uh, oh, yeah, you know be you able to. Talk a little turkey today, and it's, it's been exciting for me to be here. And, uh, you know, what I look at, hey, I was on the second podcast, so I can remember this for a lifetime. Yeah. Right. yeah. Y'all boys, I had to get y'all's autograph in a few years right there. But thank y'all for having me on here, and I hope I didn't talk too much. And God bless you, every one of y'all out there. Maybe that you'll kill a 30-pound turkey this year. Boy, that'd be something, wouldn't it? It would. So we're gonna, we got something we're going to announce Probably Tuesday, little deal we're gonna do for the turkey hunters. Little contest we're gonna awesome. let them have. So, but uh, but we appreciate you being here. Oh, I, I wouldn't miss it for nothing in the world. I'm glad y'all invited me to come up here, and I'm looking forward to being at the store today. Yeah, it's good to see you again, Eddie. Yes, sir. And I hope we have a good turnout today. I hope there's a lot of that turkey calling going on through the store, and it might drive some crazy. <laughs> I think we. I, it'll be nice to hear that going off the walls all yeah. day long. <laughs> well, I'm excited about it. Yeah, well, folks, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I want to ask you all to remember Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but through God we have eternal life. Uh, if it wasn't for God, wouldn't none of us be here. Amen on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to gobble he, you know, he allows us to do anything that we do. I mean, we, we can take all the credit that we want to, but it's because he allowed us to do it. Amen. So, and for that, I thank him. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. Yes, sir. Oh.